Hello, hello, everybody. We are back for episode three. Today, me and TJ will be talking about the Prime Video original series, Swerm, the Stan Culture television show starring Dominique Fishback, Chloe Bailey, Damson Idris, and a few other people that I can't name off the top of my head at the moment. It is the newest addition in Donald Glover's um, TV shows that he has to come out with more recently after ending with FX's Atlanta after its fourth season, which I already missed the show, but Swarm makes up for it. How did you enjoy the show, TJ? Um, Swarm. Um, it was very weird and trippy and like a fever dream, but it did keep me entertained and hooked. So I think that was Yeah, I would say that definitely sums up how I felt about the show overall. Like I said before, like it's made by um the same team that was behind FX's Atlanta, Donald Glover, Janine neighbors i believe her name is and a few other people that were involved with that project at the time and it's very obvious that donald glover like had made this show like in on a visual level swarm is very similar to atlanta in terms of like this weirdness and social symbolism that's very reflective you know of real life issues in the black community and whatnot, particularly with stand culture, which is what the show Swarm focuses on about. The main um, character in the show, Andrea, played by the wonderful Dominic Fishback. I am officially afraid of that woman, by the way, after <laughs> seeing this show. She was wonderful. No, she she really plays... Acted. She, she acted her butt off, but she plays a character named Andrea Green, who is she is a serial killer to say the least who picks her targets who insult or slander her favorite music artist known as Nija on the TV show who is pretty much the parody of Beyonce there's like a lot of jabs to the beehive throughout the show which if i may say even though, like, you know, the show is a clear, like, reflection of the Beehive, I feel that the show can also be also, like, reflective of other stand communities, like, you know, um, the Nicki Minaj fan base, the Barb, so to say. Because in my opinion, anyways, through my experience, I think the Beehive encounters that I've had, like, in real life off of a screen, they're just creepingly obsessive you know at most like you know Beyonce could do no wrong she's the queen and it's like when I meet barbs now on the other hand they actually get really violent so it's I just think that it's funny that you know Drea Drea's character on the show Swarm that she's supposed to represent a beehive but like she literally acts like a whole barb but like what's your take on that like do you have anything to add to that no, I completely agree because Beehive stands, they're like obsessive of Beyonce, but they're not like crazy with it. Like I Yeah. Like, in my experience, I haven't seen them be like violent with it. I did see they got somebody's restaurant shut down. But the guy who's with his family restaurant shut down. I think I do remember that. And that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it was like this dude, this TikToker dude. I don't, I don't remember his name, but apparently he's like a pedo. So that kind of gives karma, but the barbs, oh, the barbs scare me. They be doxing people and everything. It's like it's not death threats, doxing. Like, and they be under everybody's another level. They be under everybody's comment section talking about Nikki did it better. Like what? And it's like to build off of you. It's like whenever they say Nikki did it better, it's like music artists that are not even within the same genre as Nicki Minaj exactly. it's like they will compare Nicki Minaj to like to Taylor, Swift. to Taylor Swift it's like Taylor Swift is literally like in her own category like what how did that even compare I don't know I saw like it was like we were we weren't even talking about music it was about a show and some random bar was like Nikki did it better. Nikki solos your faves. It's like I'm talking about a show. About what a TV show was it? Out of curiosity, I remember it was like a couple weeks ago. I was on my TikTok, I was on my Twitter, talking to one of my moots. It's my like random bar just came and inserted themselves into the conversation. Like girly talk. We're not even talking about music. Hmm. But let's not get to. 
But yeah, let's not get too far off topic. But, you know, back to Swarm, like, this show could definitely be applied to a lot of, you know, stand cultures today. And I think it does such a good job. Well, of course, like, you know, Swarm is a bit of an exaggeration of the truth, but at the same time, so reflective of the truth. Like, for example, like on the show Swarm, like literally in the first 10 minutes of the show, our main protagonist, Dre, she's trying to buy Nija tickets and they're like over thousands of dollars, which is just... Ab- what's even what's a word like even worse than ridiculous friend crazy insanity i mean it it's is insanity thousand like one thousand over a thousand dollars for just dollars. one ticket to like you know a beyonce concert and it was the same case scenario for niger tickets like in the universe of swarm but of course you know dre that she has this obsessed dream of meeting her idol one day that she was willing like to give up like her and her sister's rent money like just to go take her to see Nija. Mm-hmm. Which they didn't even get to go see, which pissed me off. <laughs> right. So oh, we for- I we totally forgot to mention y'all. If you didn't watch Swarm, definitely pause this and come back because there's gonna be every spoiler, spoiler throughout this yeah. Like we're gonna yeah. try to focus on like the first three episodes but this happens within the first three episodes of the road yeah we, we are definitely trying to make this episode about an hour like we'll talk about like the first three episodes in this episode and then let, there's actually a total of seven episodes throughout the first season of swarm which i think is honestly rather an odd number to end off on so like we will do the first three in this episode and then in the next episode we will talk about like the other four episodes mm-hmm. Yeah, I honestly think the number seven is supposed to be symbolic of something. I don't know what. That's what I heard a fan theory on on TikTok. I didn't. I don't one hundred percent remember what it's supposed to represent, though. Do you have any idea on that? No, I think the number seven was purposeful. Hmm. <clears throat> um. um... Oh, but yeah, her paying so much for those tickets was really reflective of um, real life. Because right now, Beyonce is on the Renaissance tour. People are paying an arm and a leg in their first child to go to that concert. Yeah, and um, to give a little, well, not really backstory, because this is a spoiler-free review, but, you know, we're introduced to Dreas just what would seem as an ordinary like young woman in her early to mid 20s like you know she shares like a small apartment like with her sister marissa played by chloe bailey and her boyfriend i don't remember the boyfriend's name but he was played by damson idris also known as franklin saint from snowfall which i know this series finale just premiered today and i got something spoiled by damson idris himself on instagram and i'm so mad at him (laughs) But yeah, and it seems that, oh my goodness, I just had a whole brain fart, friend. Would you like to take over until, like, that comes back to me? Like, I was really just kind of talking about who Dre is as a character. Yeah, Dre is, I mean, like you already said, she's very much so an obsessed stan. Her, like, I took screenshots and I wrote down her, like, Twitter handles. Mm -hmm. And she also runs, like, a Nyjah fan account and stuff so it's she has Nyjah posters all over the room Nyjah ticket stubs in on her walls she's just like very much so obsessed with Nyjah but her sister um another character Marissa is also obsessed with Nyjah as well just not to the same extent as Dre Marissa isn't like crazy yeah I think like I remember that Marissa had mentioned that when her and Dre were younger that, you know, they used to go to the Niger concerts all the time. It was just, you know, a music artist that they had bonded over. But Marissa, it's not necessarily as she got older that she liked Niger less, but it's like she just got out of her fangirl phase, so to say, which Dre obviously didn't. Yeah, Dre Dre revolves her life around Niger, and Marissa is just a fan. She doesn't like right. allow Nyjah to dictate her decisions. 
like a normal person. And it's also very notable to hint because what me and TJ were planning to talk about next was a popular fan theory going around major spoiler time is that by the end of the first episode, like what, like the last 10 or 15 minutes, Marissa is actually surprisingly killed off very early on in the series, which had rather came very surprising to me. It's because, you know, they casted Chloe Bailey and like, you know, this what would be a popular show now you would have thought she would have lived longer but she surprisingly didn't and the same with damson idris's character like he was literally killed in the final scene of the first episode by dre mm-hmm. um chloe was still involved in the show even though her character was dead oh and yeah she was um she was in the last episode, which I don't want to talk about that 100% yet. We'll la- leave that for the next episode. Another theory is that she is the one that is the voice for Nigel. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's fair. I think, I'm pretty sure that's true. She is the voice of Nigel. You can, like, hear it. And the appearance. Yeah. Hence the last I mean, episode. Mm, not Ruby. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that later. But um, what was I about to say? Um, oh, yes. So, so me and TJ have been wanting to talk about a very popular theory. Is that, would you like to say it? Dre killed Marissa. Yeah, it's a very popular conversation on TikTok. Now, honestly, I didn't quite believe it at first, but there was this one particular TikToker, which I wish I could remember his name off the top of my head right now to, you know, give him credit for, you know, his really, like, interesting observation, like, if did Dre kill Marissa? And I remember watching these videos, I was just, I started to become more intrigued with the idea because he had made a really good point that Dre is a really unreliable narrator, that there's a lot of details that are more subtly hinted at than are actually explicitly said, like about Dre's upbringing with Marissa. It's hinted throughout the show that, particularly in, it was episode three, right? With Billie Eilish and the cult? Or was it episode four? Hold on, let me check. I got the Wikipedia pulled up right now. Um, It was... It was episode four. It was episode four, yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking at my Prime Video app. Um, that I remember there's a particular scene that had honestly reminded me of Get Out. If you remember the movie Get Out when Daniel Kaluuya's character was with the mother of his white girlfriend, that I remember that the two were having tea together and he had put Daniel, I mean, she had put Daniel Kaluuya's character in some sort of hypnotic trance or something like that and had like tapped into like the deepest parts of his memory of his childhood and um billy eilish's character whose name i cannot remember for the life of me this is so embarrassing but she had done something similar to dre and was pretty much asking her about questions about her childhood and her relationship with marissa and there's subtle hints that dre was always like a troubled individual that supposedly that when Marissa had invited her friends over for a sleepover, that Dre had attacked one of them because she thought that one of them was trying to hurt Marissa or something like that. Yeah, it was. It that's more that's more explored in episode six. We see yeah. more of what happened with Dre in childhood and how she's very overprotective of Marissa. And so that, along with many other things, I, for one, do not believe that Dre killed Marissa. Yeah, it's that's honestly why I didn't want to believe that Dre had killed Marissa at first, because I can't think of a truly logical reason of why Dre would want to kill Marissa, considering just her obsessive, like sick love that she has for her sister and some might have even speculated that dre was in love with marissa which i can almost believe somewhat you agree i agree to disagree i don't know if it was necessarily a romantic love but i do think it was more than a sibling love that's agreeable for sure because 
going back to Damson Idris's death, now some people, including myself at first, we would have assumed that Dre had killed Damson Idris's character because that Dre blames Damson Idris for Marissa's suicide, which I guess would be a a normal human reaction because he was, you know, just a typical a-hole, like, cheating boyfriend to Marissa, and that would lead her, like, you know, to overdose and kill herself, and then, you know, like, Dre just lost it and just attacked him, but then there was that one particular creator on TikTok he had brought a rather interesting point that what if Dre had killed Damson Idris, not necessarily because he bl- she blames him for Marissa's death, but more, well, of course that could have been a factor, but what if another factor could have been that she had killed him, like, out of, like, the spiteful jealousy that Damson Idris had gotten in the way of the relationship between Marissa and Dre, because if you remember earlier on in the episode, Marissa was planning, like, to move out with Damson Idris into, like, a separate apartment or, like, a different home or something like that, and Dre was, like, begging her to stay, but of course, we all know how that turned out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think both things are true. I think she was angry with him for getting in the middle of their relationship. And I also think she was angry for him for being a catalyst for her suicide. All right. So it was definitely, I would say both factors go hand in hand. Yeah, those things do go hand in hand. They, He wouldn't have been able to be a catalyst for her suicide if he didn't get in the middle of the relationship in the first place. And Marissa right. also said that Dre doesn't like any of her boyfriends. So, I do remember that. Yeah, so this is just another boyfriend who, like, took Marissa away from her again, but he took her permanently this time. Right. Because of his actions. And then, after the first episode, when she kills Damson Idris' character, that's when... I guess that's really when Dre just, just becomes more comfortable with killing because then this when how she starts to begin to choose her targets like you said earlier on like she has this like old like um nija like stan fan page and she picks her targets depending on who slanders nija on the internet like just stupid hate comments and like she pretty much just goes off of it from there like she travels all across the united states like just to like <laughs> I'm so like I can't think of like, like where I can't even see gas? you laughing. Where is she? It's like where'd she get gas? money for gas? Like where'd she get motel money? Like especially because she like if you remember like she was like spending all of her and Marissa's rent money for Nija tickets. So I imagine that like she killed a few people off screen along the way, and that's like you know she's like she staying did. at these motels. She did kill people. She get. She did kill a few people along the way, and she also stole their cars. It's like your right. stolen car with evidence in the trunk, and you got gas money. There's a lot of <laughs> things wrong with this scenario, mind you. Very much like, so. Twenty sixteen. You know what? We have yes, to we totally forgot to mention that the show starts off in twenty sixteen, and April in twenty sixteen. I would say like every two episodes kind of like jumps like one year ahead yeah um but yeah like when you're getting money for oh gas, oh friend to re i'm so sorry i don't mean to interrupt you but i almost totally forgot to mention it but going back to how we had thought that like a factor of why dre had killed damson idris was the spiteful jealousy that damson idris had gotten into the relationship between marissa and dre can we talk about that one really controversial SCX scene between Damson Idris and uh, Chloe Bailey uh, that people uh, will not stop talking about on the internet for the weirdest reasons? That people are attacking Chloe Bailey because they think that she's setting some bad example for young black girls, but it's like, and they always keep comparing her to her sister Hallie. Because, you know, you have her sister, Halle Bailey, like, she's playing the Little Mermaid now, and that, you know, she's, like, the good sister, like, being, like, the positive role model for young black girls, and, like, Chloe's, like, the weird black sheep, because she was, like, in one sex scene, it's, like, what? Oh, God. Like, there's just always been this, 
really weird hate for Chloe. Like, aside from playing The Little Mermaid, I never really hear anyone talk bad about Hallie. Yeah, oh, actually, okay, hold on. The church aunties were clutching their pearls as soon as they saw, as soon as they heard wind, that Chloe Bailey's butt cheeks were on the screen. Right. They already have an issue with her ever since she started to be more sexual with her music. I mean, she's a grown woman. She's an adult. Right. She's, like, the way she, they are telling her to cover up, like, she's a freaking 14-year-old girl. She is a grown woman. Exactly. I mean, I know y'all seen her since, like, she was a child. But, like, oh, like, y'all have these parasocial relationships with these people. Like, this girl is not your niece. You don't need to parent her and tell her to cover up. Y'all it be- really reminds me of, I'm sure you've seen how, of course, it's mostly more guys not surprising that just weirdly hypersexualized sky jackson like in this pubescent pedophilic way if you know what i mean like they still see her as like this like seven eight year old little petite girl on jesse it's so weird it's very uncomfortable How yeah she's like what 21 she's about our age she's 2021 yeah it's just it's weird like she's a grown woman i know that she's small i know that she's petite that does not mean she's still zuri on jesse right like yeah i'll admit like she she has a baby face she's she's undoubtedly gonna age like angela bassett but it's like just leave that girl alone like you know what i mean oh god and then the whole um what's his name what's the one that bark name I show speed. Yes, him. Oh, God. Why was he barking at her? Like, <laughs> no, he was like, hey, Jesse. Hey, Jesse. <laughs> and then, like, <sighs> I couldn't. When you told me about that, I really didn't believe you at first. But then when I looked it up, I was in this, this drought for like a good five minutes. No, that boy is unhinged. I don't know why he thinks barking at people, women, people in general is an acceptable thing like he was like at one point he was yelling in like Lil Nas' ear and I don't remember like when he FaceTimed Drake like he said his voice is so sexy or something like that <laughs> he just be he just be saying stuff I mean it gets yes. to so I don't know if like he puts on this character for entertainment purposes or he's just really that weird I don't know <laughs> I mean, he's, I think he is really that weird, but I mean, nobody acts like that 24-7. Unless you're special like that, I don't know. <laughs> nobody <laughs> acts like that 24-7. You, it, it's the point no. you have to be normal and calm and, you know, chill and, like, sit down somewhere. I'm not gonna lie, though. Like, his little, like, memes on TikTok are funny. He's like, one kiss is all it takes. <laughs> then it was also like, skip, skip, skip. Bro, when is this game getting good? It, it is. I mean, those little clips are funny, but, like, just to watch his whole stream in, like, one sitting, it's, like, good God. No, it's wrong. exhausting. Something is wrong. And then, um... But yeah, enough about him for now. Back to Swarm. Um, so, oh yeah, we were talking about that's when Dre had pretty much started going across the United States, like, you know, killing people that dare slander Niger, Queen Niger's name. And I think it's so creative, yet so very creepy of Donald Glover. Like, he had specified that while Andrea Green is not a real person, the crimes that Dre does commit throughout the show are inspired by real-world stand culture homicide cases, which is really disturbing when you think about it. I believe it was in the second episode when Dre becomes a stripper in Tennessee, was it? That Dre... Well, 
okay, so like in real life, there actually was like a Stan culture homicide case where like a group of strippers were like, you know, they're pretending to be like abandoned on like the side of the road and like they get a, a ride from like this like pickup truck driver and he ends up dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was a real case. Same thing with the cult in episode. Uh, Billie Eilish is like, it was yeah. like that cult Next of white year. lesbians. Nexian. Mexican? Oh. Next. Were they? Next. I think it's based on Nexium. The cult Nexium. Oh, Nexium. I thought you said Mexican. I'm so sorry. No. It's based on a <laughs> sex cult called Nexium. At least I believe so. Oh. Let's see. But can you build off of that? Uh, Nexium or the, the strippers? Both. Oh, yeah. Either, they either. Were, they were in Fayetteville, Tennessee. And, um... Basically, she was targeting Reggie Wilkins, not just because he slandered Nigel, but also because he slandered Marissa on Twitter. They, um, on their Twitter accounts, they were talking about how Marissa was dumb for killing herself, and they thought that she um, killed herself over the album or something. That's what they said. On, that's what Reggie said on Twitter. Reggie and his friend, who she also killed. Um, but yeah, she like tracks him down to Tennessee. She like meets up with the strippers. Oh, wait, before we talk about the strippers, we cannot skip past Paris Jackson. We, <laughs> that, we need to was an, that was an unexpected cameo. You first, you first. It was a trip. First of all, it she was like, You're black? Yeah, my daddy's half. First of all, to see Paris Jackson. <laughs> say that is crazy we love a self-aware girly because and then and then dre i love when like you know like dre was like you're black and she's like yeah my dad is half and then dre's like half what Yeah, Paris Jackson was definitely a surprise. And then after that little joke that she made, that I remember that like she made a oh, reference Halsey. to Halsey, like that was her stripper name because she's like what, like a quarter black. Apparently, Halsey is supposed to be half black or something. That's a white lady. I don't. Care. I would wait. She <laughs> Halsey's half black. When I looked her up, I thought that like she was like a quarter black. Like her dad was like half black and like her mom was white like you know what i mean like the 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 european gene just like slaughtered the west african gene in the reproduction process Mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 the logic effect you know yeah Uh, and i also i i love the part at the end of that episode when she kills paris jackson's character dre like she's like siri who's halsey and it's like (laughs) i don't blame dre because it's like I've heard of Halsey, but it's like, like, I've only heard of the name. Like, I didn't even know that she was like a singer or anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I actually looked at the same thing after, like, I saw the episode. I used to be obsessed with Halsey in like 2014. She was like all over my Oh, so you knew about her prior. Yeah, she was all over my Pandora playlist. She had a good album, but I don't know what type of music she's doing nowadays. I Mm. haven't listened to her in a very long time. So, Speaking of which, um, friend, I totally forgot to mention, Beyonce <laughs> actually has seen Swerm, but of course she didn't actually comment on what she thought of the show. I don't think she would want to talk about her fan base like that. Oh, how do we know? Wait, she said she saw it? Yeah, I'm almost sure that Beyonce said herself that she saw Swerm, but like she didn't really say anything after that, which that Ooh, probably would have been messy if she was to talk about her fans in that kind of light. I lived. I would live to be a fly on the wall and watch Beyonce react to Beyonce in Swarm because God. I want like the whole of- family to react because there was so many references to her and her family, like with Jay Z yeah. and DF. Like, so I'm sure we all remember back in like what was it, 2014, 15? I don't know, but like that, you know, Jay Z had the affair with Beyonce. And like, there's the security camera footage from tmz where solange is like slapping that man up in the elevator i sounded so jamaican for a second i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then the whole becky with the good hair era it was yeah 
the Lemonade album. It was a ton. There was, a, I don't remember what episode it was in, but there's that one particular scene where Dre thinks that she's like biting into like a chocolate covered like oh. apple or a peach or something, but it was Nigel's cheek. <laughs> and then everyone was like, who bit Nigel? And I remember like so Beyonce actually did get bit and like yes. people. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, okay, okay. Say, so she, so basically, Beyonce allegedly got bit by what's her name? Uh, Santa Lathan from yeah. Love and Basketball. And so when Dre runs out the party, they're like, "You know who that was?" They're like, "No, that's the chick from Love and Basketball." Yeah, the two security guards that were just smoking outside. I was like, "Isn't that the chick from Love and Basketball?" And it was like a nice little nod to Santa Lathan because for whatever reason they thought that she bit Beyonce. It was like, "No, I did not." I don't know. Did she? Or is that just a rumor? I think that was just a rumor. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess we'll never know. I mean, biting Beyonce is crazy. I don't know. The close-up on the chocolate ball and her biting it and enjoying the bite, I was like, ooh, okay, this chocolate ball is real good. Like, it was a very random transition. She was just looking at Nyjah, and then all of a sudden, she's biting into this chocolate ball. And, like, the spotlight is on her. The camera zoomed in on the lips and the chocolate ball. And all of a sudden, everybody around her is, like, hollering. And she's like, what? It's a bit nice. It's like, oh, that was crazy to me. I did not expect that. I thought she was just really digging this chocolate ball. Right. Oh, my God. Speaking of chocolate balls, that whole erotic snack-eating scene was unhinged. The chips. Bring the chips on the chest. The Twinkies. The, the, yeah, this... the kissing over the snacks. It's like, whoa. First of all, who's cleaning that up? Right. I, Roomba. I remember they woke up to like a whole bed of like Doritos or something like that. Like, who's cleaning that up? Now you gotta wash your sheets. You probably got orange stains on your sheets. <laughs> you need new sheets. I it's felt that... so bad for bro because if you remember, oh, he God. said that. He, he used to be very obese Bigger, and like yeah. you know he's like living this strict healthy life and then if you remember when dre locks him in the freezer like the only thing that's there is like this it's ice cake. cream cake or whatever that was and then it's like oh I crap so he was actually really nice like first of all right. you up my apartment randomly and i allow you to stay right he was a little too nice i allow you to stay in this apartment right after you broke in <laughs> And I allow you to eat your snacks. We have a moment. We kiss. We make out. I take you to my job where I work concerts. Let you in for free. I take you to this. I'm just taking you to the after party. At first, I didn't want to go. You can get me to go. I'm going to take you. Then you lock me right. in the freezer. Please. I mean, at and least then, you didn't kill me. Yeah, that's kill. true. I mean, who knows if anyone even found him? I guess we'll never really know. I mean, of course somebody found him. It's a freezer at a concert. There was a cake in there that was supposed to be given to, um, what's his name? Cash. So somebody went in there eventually. I mean, I'm sure that's when they went in there. Mm, the yeah, right. So I'm but, sure he got fired, but at least he was alive. You just really had me wondering, friend. So among all the weird symbolisms placed in this show by Donald Glover's rather creative imagination, I'm really not understanding what was Dre's like thing with fast and junk food oh okay 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 okay, okay. i think i understand right so every time after she kills or something emotionally dramatic happens to her like after marissa's death she was in the mm-hmm. many cheetos now it wasn't necessarily a big binge like what she did after the murders but it was you know she was in the bag eating the bag of cheetos after um she kills marissa's boyfriend i can't remember his name either yeah, Dams and we're just gonna call him Dams and Idris. Because oh, Khalid, his name is Khalid, right? That's his name. So after Khalid's, after she kills Khalid, she eats that pie with the blood on her hand. Which yeah, that was. I just need to say this. I don't mean to cut you off, but that like after she killed Dams and Idris, and like I see her go to the fridge and like she chows down on that pie. Like I have never been so confused in a TV show. Like until I saw that scene, I was like, what the heck? Like it, the whole thing with the murders, it's like as a true as a true crime buff, it's like I'm just gonna think like, girl, you're leaving behind all the evidence. 
you're digging your fingers in this pie, you're leaving saliva, fingerprints, you don't got no gloves, you got no shoes, you're leaving footprints, probably hair. It's a lot. It's oh, speaking of hair, first of all, so not only is she traveling across the country with stolen cars and somehow getting gas money, every episode her hair was different. When do you have time to style your hair? When do you have the time? Where do you have the I'm money? Thinking that... Go to the beauty supply store. Like, where, where are you getting the funds? Right. What's happening here? What's happening here? I'm also thinking to myself, like, going back to Dre's, like, just, I don't know, her weird obsession with, like, junk food snacks and whatnot. Where did she even get all this stuff? Exactly. Like, um, I'm pretty sure she stole it from people's refrigerators. They talked about that a little bit in episode six. With the true crime thing, you actually like, steal food from their fridge. I actually didn't think about that. That actually doesn't make sense because, to our point, there's there's no way she had enough money, like to not only travel across the country, but like get her little like you know on the road snacks. On the road snacks, gas, and hair. And a motel. Clothes too. So, like, I'm really where are you getting the funds? That's my one question. Where is she getting the funds? I mean, I'm assuming she's assuming she's robbing people. I'm going to assume she's robbing these people that she's killing and taking their money. Hmm. That's my assumption. Could... But yeah, the um... whole binge eating thing really makes sense because um, <clears throat> after she does something bad, she, I guess, you purge, you know? You eat, fill mm-hmm. yourself, and then, I don't know, I guess you leave. There's, um, sorry, I'm just looking at my phone at my Prime Video app. We totally forgot to mention, you know, after Marissa's death and Dre goes on her, you know, manhunt, like, Nigel hating, like, spree. Um, after Marissa's death and her funeral, she gets Marissa's iPhone and then she starts to text like she uses marissa's phone to text herself to in some ways believe that marissa is still there with her like motivating her what to do but i think it's such an interesting concept because later on in the episodes like we don't actually see dre holding two phones in her hands like exchanging a conversation with one another like we see her just receiving messages from marissa and it goes back into the narrative that dre is an unreliable narrator and what's you know what's real and what's not real like some of this might just be in dre's delusional perspective that marissa is still with her like telling her like what to do but in reality that's just herself like using her other hand like to text herself as marissa yeah she's definitely not a reliable narrator and she at some points i think she's hallucinating these two yeah but also at some points you know there is a thing called um you can schedule a text i didn't know you can do that can you actually teach me about that i don't know well not teach me about it but like just just kind of like um you know just kind of elaborate i don't know if it's an iphone i don't know if it's a just an android thing but when i used to have an android you could schedule a text for a certain time and you can do the same thing with an email. You can schedule an email to send at a certain time. I don't know if you do that on hmm. your iPhone, but yeah. It's definitely interesting to know. But she was definitely hallucinating at some points. And it is, yeah. You know, for, now that I really think about it, I think another way that this show really plays around of what's real and what's not real to like the audience's perception is how they mention like with the opening crawl of every episode that like this is not here um let me see if i can like go on my phone that um this is not a work of fiction any similarity to an actual person's living or dead or actual events is intentional which goes to the point that donald glover and janine neighbors that like while Dre is not a real character, that like the crimes that she commits are inspired by real world cases. Yeah. It's just such a flip on the warnings that we usually see. It's like, you know, obviously any similarity to actual persons living or dead or, or actual events is not intentional. 
you know but this is intentional which is fun this show is meant to be satirical and not in like a funny way but like i think that this show i think that how best to put it the show is definitely satire but i think dominique fishback's acting is just so genuinely creepy it's hard to laugh at it if you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah i think there definitely are some like let loose funny moments like the paris milton like scenes like those were like i could laugh at those but like other scenes like i feel it's rather serious for the most part but at the same time really whimsical mm-hmm. yeah uh, I mean, I definitely laughed at certain scenes. I mean, oh, yeah. after, you, after you watch somebody get their head banged in by a car, you have to laugh. I'm so sorry. Because I was like, what's <laughs> happening? And I had a giggle. I guffawed because that was crazy. I don't know. I, you just... So as I'm on my phone, um, there's a particular scene in episode three where Dre kills this, like, youtube influencer dude mm. that you know talks bad about nyjah that remembered that like um and it's just like did you seriously like take that from twitter and then if you're I, um as i'm just re-watching that little scene really quick um dre like finds like this whole cabinet of just snacks, snacks. yeah and those are the snacks she has in the next episode with the guy she locked in the freezer those yeah Okay, so let's get into the Billie Eilish episode. Uh, I enjoyed the episode, but at the same time, I felt to some certain degree it had diverted away from the main story. I think it's arguably what you would call a filler episode. What do you think? I don't necessarily think it's... Well, I guess it could be considered filler. I mean, it did... It took her away from her original plot of murdering people who are slandering Nyjah. And she was, like, on mm-hmm. commune with these white lesbian cult ladies just, like, chilling out. So, the but it did allow us to learn more about her as a character through I was just about to say therapy sessions. Because we, heard, we learned a little more about her childhood and her relationship with Clarissa. And we learned about the more murders that we did not see depicted on screen. And those murders are talked about a little bit more in episode six. But she talked about And also that, to your point, talking about Dre's childhood, that she was always disturbed and troubled. Like, I remember, I don't remember Dre's exact words, but it was so... I remember that Dre said that she had spilled milk by accident, but milk is supposed to represent blood. But I don't remember who was implied that Dre killed or hurt. Um, I think it was implied that she hurt Marissa. I well, Marissa's friend. Yeah, it was one of Marissa's friends. I don't know about kill, but hurt for sure, because to no, your point that you them. said, yeah. She didn't kill them, but she did hurt them. I also remember in the very first episode that Marissa has some sort of scar, like, on her left hand, and Dre was just, like, kissing it out of this, I don't even know, this, like, weird admiration. Like, you know, this made Marissa really uncomfortable. And it, it kind of reinforces, it's it's kind of hard to believe that why would Dre kill Marissa. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, Marissa was like, you don't have to kiss it every time you see it. So, I don't know yeah. if of guilt or if she just does that all the time but I think it goes to show that Larissa has felt suicidal in the past because I don't think Dre caused those scars I think Larissa did some self-harm to me and she likes to kiss stuff and Dre that's definitely a possibility I didn't consider yeah, I, I, Dre wasn't even at home when Marissa died. She, like, got there, and she was already gone. Yeah, was she was... She what was she even... What was she 
What was Dre doing again, though? I just remember that she was at the club and she woke up with Makoke Coke. No. Home Alone, no. Home Alone, Home Alone Dude's brother. Rory Culkin. Rory yeah. Rory Culkin, not Macaulay. It was Rory. Yeah, his brother. Yes. That's, um, yeah, she woke up with him. Um, I don't know what was going on. She, like, heard the music video, went to the club. And then slept with Rory Culkin. Um, his character was just very random. I'm sorry, the strawberries and the peen. I did not need to see that. It was that not was necessary. First was of like, all, that looks uncomfortable. Ugh. Second of all, why? That's why. Why? Why? Also, I just noticed why are all the peens we see throughout the show white? Like, I don't think we saw one black man's peen throughout the whole show. Bye. It was the, it was the, it was the white, it was at the sex party, and Rory Culkin. Like, that was it. I mean, you'd see, I guess the closest you'll see his dams and the Idris is behind. <laughs> That's it. No, no peen shots for you. Oh, I gotta say, though, like... like I remember, like, when I first watched Swerm, like, it's two minutes in, and, it, you know, the scene with Chloe Bailey and Danzini, I was like, well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's very fast. But, um, what, what were we talking about? We were, we were really just talking about the Billie Eilish episode as a whole. Oh, yes, 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 Billie Eilish. Oh, speaking of Billie Eilish. First of all, the girlies who were like, we just tuned in for Billie Eilish, and when she died, we stopped watching. You, you people, are what this show is about. Right. You know, I almost didn't think about it that way until you told me. It was like, you're literally reinforcing this show's point. Exactly. Also, you came to this black show to see a white lady who was only in one episode. And then you have the How nerve. microaggressive. Exactly. And you have the nerve to talk about, oh, the show, the show wasn't good. It wasn't, like, compelling. First of all, you don't even know what that word means. They, do they not know who Donald Glover is? They News don't. Flash. He makes TV they, shows for black people. They don't know who he is. Because the girl was literally like, oh, well, Billie Eilish is more popular than, than Donald Glover. Um, who's going to tell her? Bombastic side Bomb- bombastic eye. Bombastic side eye. Like, who, like, who do you think you are? First of all, I, don't, I think it's very insulting and, like you said, microaggressive. Yeah. Get a life. <laughs> Get a life. Like, yes, Billy Eilish was like, did, a, did good in her role. But, like, she was only in one episode. Oh, like, sorry. I, and then people, some people only tuned in to her episodes. They didn't even watch the other episodes of the show. So you only tuned into episode, what, five? And then That is just eight. absolutely silly. Like, you don't even know what's going on. You don't even know what's happening. Even though it's also why have I seen, like, whenever I see Swarm and the edit, on TikTok is always Billie Eilish. And I have to remember, the TikTok white girlies are rampant and they have numbers. Right. Also, like, oh, sorry, you can finish, you can finish. I was just gonna say, they're stands, which is what this show is about. So, it's, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna mention that, like, how we were, like, you know, friendly, just having a little friendly debate of whether this episode was arguably a filler or not. And I just thought it was funny because, like, at the end of the episode, poor Dre misses the Nyjah concert. Like, if she had not, like, you know, like, dipped her toes, like, in that cult. Mm-hmm. I understand why she was so pissed. And to be honest, if I was Dre, I would do the same thing. I would have been, too. Like, come on, bro. I'm only here to see this concert. That's so skimming through episode skimming through episode five, this was one of my favorite uh, moments throughout 
the whole show. Like when I forgot her friend's name, Erica, that's her name, like the um the um the girl that she that Dre works with at the mall. Like you know, some time has passed. I think it's been like four years since Marissa's death or something like or three years, something like that. And like, you know, girl, how have things been? And like the way Dre just like makes up an entire story on the spot was just so scary to me. And the Erica's face the entire time was I can't tell. It was like the audience. I can't. I'm tell sorry. Were you gonna say you could tell what? I said I can't tell if she thought like Dre was being for real, for real. Like if those things actually happened, or if she was like, oh no, this girl is crazy. This girl is crazy because it. First of all, if you're like working with Nyjah and her mom. And you're like out there in California doing your thing. What are you doing back in Houston in a mall for? Right. It's it just doesn't add up. I'm sure Erica definitely like I think she had a very convincing voice that she believed Dre, but it was written all over her like what is this girl on? I think she believed her at first until she started to get more and more unrealistic. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta say, be for real. At some point, you have to say be for real. But yeah. Um, I also thought it was interesting later that episode that you know we get to meet Marissa's parents, and they also give us a little bit more backstory about you know the challenge of what it was, you know, to raise her. Dre's Dre and Marissa because we actually find out that they're actually adopted sisters and not biological which makes things more interesting that for what I remember that they didn't even want to take in Dre in the first place I don't remember the reason why was the reason they took in Dre though they took in Dre they did want to take in Dre they did want a daughter at first but then yeah. when they saw the issues that Dre had around other children and like her close-knit relationship with Marissa and the way she was injuring other kids then they wanted to give her back, but they couldn't. So they were they were stuck with her. Right. So, friend, we're about to. This is fifty two minutes now. Do you just want to end the episode here, so then we could just jump into like the last few episodes? Because we technically are on like episode. We just talked about episode four and a little bit of episode five, which is yeah. near in the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um. I'm sorry, I just had a whole brain fart. We shall pick this up in the next episode, y'all. We'll see y'all there. Yep. All right, I'm <laughs>